everybody. I am Keith Crane and I am one of the pastors here at the Vineyard Church. And I wanna welcome you to uh, the Team Vineyard podcast where we try to help equip you to love Jesus, grow together and give back. We're in a podcast series titled, What is in the Head of? And today I am your host for a conversation on what is in the head of a teacher. Now, as we begin this conversation, I think it's important to point out that this conversation we're having today is centered around kind of the spiritual gift of teaching, not necessarily the job or the role of being a teacher. So in addition to hearing my voice, you're also gonna be hearing from a couple other people. So I wanna introduce Stephanie Betzer. Hi. Hi, Stephanie. So Stephanie is a fifth grade teacher at Moran Elementary. Okay, and that's which school district that's is that? That's in uh, Penn Harris Madison School Corporation. Okay, how long have you been doing that? Uh, teaching, this will be my 17th year. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. So, Stephanie, you and your family have been coming to Vineyard for how long? So, it'll be, it's been a little over 10 years. Uh, we started coming here when my daughter was one, and now she's 11. So, a little over 10 years. Okay, and you serve at the church? Where do you, where do you serve? Um, I serve on the babies team um, in Vineyard Kids. Um, I am actually the babies team coordinator. Okay. So I really enjoy doing that because it's a little bit different than teaching. I still get to be with kids, but I love babies. So um, it's also another passion of mine. So um, and that way I can get my baby fix because I'm not having any more babies. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then I also lead a, um, a small group, a women's small group called Mighty Moms. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. So you'll be hearing from Stephanie in this podcast, and you'll also be hearing from Brian Earl. So Brian has been part of the church for a long time, and Brian is a leader at is it Zimmer Biomet. Is yes. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about you, Brian. What do you What do you do here at the church, and what, what's kind of your role at your job? Sure. So at the church, um, I serve in Kids Central on the teaching team for large group, which is a lot of fun. Uh, teach basically once a month there. Um, I'm a Vineyard Fit teacher, uh, which I really enjoy. Got into that, I don't know how long it's been now, maybe seven years or so uh, on that staff. Um, that's always a challenge, um, but one I really enjoy. And then at work, uh, in my job, um, I'm kind of in like the orthopedic device development so knees hips that sort of thing for joint replacements but one thing that job has allowed me to do or requires is that i i need to run a lot of meetings i need to give presentations so it's helped me with some of those teaching type technical skills of you know being up front and and uh you know talking to people okay cool so let's kind of hop into kind of the discussion and uh, kind of the first thing that I just want to kind of throw out is when did you guys know that you had this interest in teaching? So I actually uh, grew up playing school. Um, when I was probably about six or seven years old, uh, I had a little sister, or I have a little sister, and uh, she would be my little Um, student and I would sit there and teach her um, all sorts of things about like math and reading Uh, so it was definitely something I knew when I was a a child. How how old do you think you were at this point? Seven probably my sister would have probably been about three Um, but yeah so I started doing that I had my own chalkboard I had uh, 
pretend graded papers that I would do. And um, actually, she's pretty smart, and I take a little bit of credit for that because uh, I feel like I got a, gave her a head start when she was little. So, yeah. And then um, as I was growing up, I babysat a lot. I was with kids all the time, um, and I just really enjoyed that aspect. So I thought, you know, in high school, I kind of, I, I did a lot of babysitting, and I think that was part of the, the thing that I was like, oh, I think I want to teach. I really think I want to be around kids all the time. So and for I, you, it was just kind of you, early on you had that, and then just yeah. as you got older, it just became more and more affirmed? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yep. That's good. Brian, when did you realize that, hey, this is something that I kind of feel like maybe I'm supposed to be doing? Yeah, I was, I didn't realize it early on, uh, like Stephanie, but for me it was more just, I tend to just kind of say yes when things are needed around church, whether I feel like I'm really good at it or not. Um, you know, if I'm available and I think I can do it, I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And occasionally, you know, that requires teaching. Uh, you know, if you're, if you you know, volunteer to lead a small group like you're doing, Stephanie, mm -hmm. like, well, there's an expectation that you're going to bring some kind of thought or, you know, whatever. So for me, it was more just out of the context of that over time, people would say to me occasionally, you did a really good job or you're a good teacher. And for me, that was kind of when the light went off, like, oh, maybe that's my thing. Um, which to me just kind of goes to the value of affirming the gifts that we see in each other. Um, because, you know, you may not realize it yourself. Or you're the, maybe the last to know, you know, but that's, at least for me, you know, that was what really caused me to say, okay, I'm going to lean into this and try and get better at it. Um, but it was just people speaking into my life. Okay. So I'm real curious. Do you guys remember the very first time you taught in front of people that weren't, wasn't your little sister? Yeah, that was probably the first time I taught. But I also um, would do things like at school. I'd go help in, like, the younger classrooms, or we would read to the younger kids. And so, yeah, I would probably say elementary age. Okay. So when was the first time that, like, you were in a classroom or in a into some type of a setting where you you were like the teacher I actually um, so I went to Purdue University and uh, pursued elementary education and uh, so they got us into our field experience um, probably I would say the second semester of our freshman year we were going to classrooms and visiting and kind of shadowing teachers um, and then uh, probably my sophomore year was when we would actually do like mini lessons and teach the students, so. Okay. How about you, Brian? Do you remember the first time you were in front of a group of people to teach them something? Um, I remember, this is like way back with Vineyard when it was community fellowship meeting over in Cam Hall in 100 Center. Um, like 50 people at the church at that time um, but I did have uh, the opportunity a couple times to bring the talk on the weekend the message um, and to me I guess that's what really sticks in my mind is like oh man there's this room full of people looking at me and you know expecting that I have something to say <laughs> so that's kind of what comes to mind I remember the first time that I was uh, teaching uh, something it was actually here at the church 
and it would have been right after I came on staff um, I was given the assignment to teach a class on how to train small group leaders and I actually thought it was a joke it's like you're kidding right you actually want me to do that and I just remember being like knocking my knees knocking together nervous mm -hmm. was that your experience as well I would say I when I taught my first vineyard fit class um, I felt that way it was like an easy topic, the book of Romans, right? <laughs> uh, with Steve Huffman, and I just felt completely like, I'm not, I don't know the material, like what am I doing? This was a big mistake. Everyone's looking at me expectantly and they probably know this better than I do, but I, you know, you just plow through, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and when I, I would have to say my first year of teaching um, was really challenging. Um, just I was hired the first day of school um, for a maternity leave uh, that came up unexpectedly. Uh, so I had like two days to prepare my classroom, and then I met my students on the third day, and the entire school year was just a challenge because um, I was teaching fifth grade which I student taught second grade. So fifth grade, they scared me. <laughs> I thought, oh my, these kids are almost as big as I am. And, uh, and it was at an, a middle school. And I was never in a middle school before. And so it was very scary that first year. Um, and just the pressure of making sure I knew what I was teaching. And I had to relearn my multiplication facts because I've been using a calculator for so long and things like that where it was just like reteaching myself to make sure I knew what I was teaching my students. So that was, it was very hard year. I can't even imagine. Two, two days before, or the day the classes started, you mm -hmm. got your first, okay. That's, that's a thing. Yeah. It's trial by fire. Yeah, it was actually, um, that was a huge God thing for me um, because that summer I had applied all over the place um, in pretty much southern Michigan and northern Indiana, even around Indianapolis, trying to find a teaching job. And that was in 2005. There were no teaching jobs at all. Um, so I was, I was very worried because I needed to get insurance and I had no money mm -hmm, and sure. I had just graduated college. And so, um, but it was interesting because the way I got connected with this principal, it was because they, they knew my parents from church. Um, and then also just the setup of the situation was very scary. And I thought, God, how am I gonna do this? This is crazy. I, I, how am I gonna get through this? But um, I remember I was going for a walk with my mom and um, it had just rained, and then we were discussing how challenging this was going to be. And then there was a rainbow, and she goes, she goes, that's your sign right there. God's with you through this whole thing. But anyways, um, the interesting part was when I got hired at, at this school, that's where I ended up meeting my husband. So that was on a whole nother God story um, because we met each other that first day of school, um, and then started dating in November and he proposed to me on the last day of school. So, and then we've been married for 14 years. That's a pretty interesting school year. Yeah. That's, that's a pretty yeah, interesting school year. Yeah, it was a, it was a very interesting kind of fast school year. <laughs> so. 
Okay. So as you guys think about, you know, when you first started teaching to where you guys are now, I, I imagine you're probably a little bit better today than you were that first time you got up in front of people to teach. What were kind of, what are some of the things that have helped you grow as a teacher? What were like the, the things that like, oh, I got better because of this? Yeah, I, for me, I think it's a few things. Um, one was just being intentional about asking for feedback from, you know, people who are, you know, hearing you teach, you know, and like, hey, what can I do better? Um, what did you like? Uh, so, you know, trying to solicit that gives people the freedom to, you know, give you an honest answer. Um, so that was helpful. Um, I journal a lot, and I think that helps me, or has helped me get the discipline of, like, you think you have something to say, or you think you have a thought, but it's not until you really try and write it out, and you realize, like, oh, that doesn't make any sense, or, you know, just going through that process helps me to get clarity in my thoughts, and then I'm able to express them better. Um, so I think those are a couple of things for me. Oh, another is um, watching yourself on video, teaching. Oh, oh I yeah. hate that. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. It's okay. brutal, right? Because you start to see all your distracting mannerisms that you do and the, all of the ums and the uhs that you are, you, you are invisible to you when you're, when you're teaching, but when you watch it back, you're like, oh, I'm that bad, are you kidding me? <laughs> So that's helped me for sure. Yeah, so um, we collaborate a lot as teachers. So I would say the teachers I teach with are excellent resources, always giving um, good ideas and, and ways to improve or teach things differently. Um, I've had wonderful administrators, uh, principals who have, uh, we have to get um, evaluated every year and they come and observe us and they always have helpful feedback uh, just talking to the students especially you know just listening to you know if they're not understanding something well how am I gonna how am I gonna reteach that or how am I going to get this skill um, mastered for them because uh, we're always we always have the pressure of you know standardized testing mm -hmm. so we have to make sure that you know they're learning the skills but also making sure that they're learning to be good people. You know, we do a lot of character things, um, social emotional learning, that kind of stuff. So um, I think just collaborating with other teachers is, is really important. And then getting feedback from, like I said, administrators, students, and even parents too. So you both said, you know, the feedback is just critical for that. So uh, if you were, uh, if, if you were having a conversation with somebody who was like, you know, hey, I just started teaching, and how can I get better? What would what would kind of be your top few tips that you would give them? A lot of times we have other teachers that will go in and kind of observe teachers um, and just give them that feedback. Uh, and administrators will go in and give them feedback also. Um, so I guess if I, if I wasn't in a school setting, yeah, what, what would be like a good place that I could get feedback? 
So I think wherever it is that you know you you're going to be teaching, you know, if it's in a small group and you're bringing like the opening thought or devotional, you know, I would pull someone aside, you know, beforehand and say, "Hey, I'm looking for to get I really want to improve as a teacher. So I need you to tell me, you know, what I'm doing well and you know, I also want to know where I can improve." You got to make it safe for people to give you that feedback because no one as I don't know why we hate to do it, you know. But everyone's like, oh, that was really good. Good job, good job. You know, when there were some errors, you know, some flaws. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, trying to make it safe for someone to give you that feedback is huge. Yeah, that's good because, you know, just having that person that you trust. Mm -hmm. So, right. So, so here's kind of a random question for you guys maybe but uh you know as you think about you know just kind of the way that god has wired you both to be teachers is that something you can turn on or off or is that something that just like like if you see something where it's like oh i know i can tell somebody to do that a little bit better that you just can't help yourself or is that something you could just let go you go first Stephanie. oh i feel like i always have my teacher hat on um, I have two children, and I'm always trying to teach and, and make sure that they're doing what they need to do to grow. And um, also, I'll, I have a lot of neighbors that will come over, and their kids will come over. And if I see them doing something I don't like, it's very hard for me not to speak up and be like, Johnny, I think you need to stop, you know, splashing water all over the place, you know. Um, so I... Even in the summertime, it, it is hard for me to just kind of decompress and just kind of relax because um, I'm always thinking of, you know, what, what could I do differently next school year, you know, looking into resources of curriculum and adjust, adjusting the curriculum, you know, what worked last year, what didn't work. Um, so, yeah, I would say that my teacher hat is pretty much on all the time. Okay. I thought you might respond that way from how you said you were wanted to be a teacher since you yeah. were a little kid. Yeah. I'm the opposite. Uh, the teacher role is something that I put on while I'm doing that, and then I take it off. Um, I guess for me, maybe it's because I feel that in being in the teacher role is a heavy burden sometimes, um, and I like to take that off you know, and not feel like I have to have the answers, you know. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's something that's very easy to, I, I don't always, it's not always on for me. It's interesting that you guys, you know, both have that kind of that spiritual gift, but you're still wired a little bit differently mm -hmm. where you guys can turn that on and off. So I, I feel like this might be a little bit redundant for you, Stephanie, but uh, we re recently kind of completed a class on spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. And in that class, we talked quite a bit about uh, people with a certain spiritual gift just enjoy using that gift. And uh, do you guys find that's the case for you guys? Do you still enjoy it even after, you know, starting when you were seven? Do you still enjoy doing this? Uh, absolutely. There are many times when I might get frustrated or question what I'm doing and if I should continue doing it. And there's always little ways that God plugs people in to remind me that, no, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You have a gift. Um, for example, uh, you know, with COVID, I know it was very frustrating for a lot of people 
when we had to do virtual learning and virtual classrooms and it just made me when we finally came back in person realize oh my gosh I love teaching in person I love the connection I have with my students the relationships because that's really hard to do over a computer um, so that made me have a new appreciation for really being with my students in person um, and then there are times when things can you can have a bad day um, and this one time in particular I was having a pretty rough day I had to make a call to uh, CPS about a situation and that just breaks my heart um, and I got home from school and in the mail I had a letter from a previous student who was just finishing up her um, elementary education um, degree at Ball State and it was just a letter thanking me for you know letting her come to my classroom because she came and observed me and how influential I was to her in pursuing her degree in teaching um, and I that was just a God moment too because I was ready to throw in the towel I was like I am done this why do I do what I do I don't really make a lot of money <laughs> and what's the purpose but that just redefined my purpose so and that seems to happen very often that's good. Yeah, I would definitely agree that um, when you're when you're doing something that you feel God, you know, gave you the tools to do, and you're kind of functioning where right where He wants you, using the gifts He gave you, that's a great feeling. And for me, that happens a lot back here. You know, teaching in Kids Central. Um, that's the kindergarten through third grade, and we do. A group on Saturday night and then three on Sunday so you have the opportunity to hone it you know each time through and like okay that didn't connect with the kids too well so I'm tweaking some things you know and like by the end you just feel like oh I nailed it and I can anticipate where these kids are gonna respond um, and that's just a great feeling. Like, it's like you know, it's not like the Olympics, but, you know, you know, these people train so hard for something, and then they go out there and do it. It's like, yeah, I stuck the landing or whatever. I feel really good about that. So it's kind of like that. Okay. So we're going to kind of head towards wrapping up a little bit here. But um, so if, you know, somebody were to come to you and they were to say, you know, hey, I think I have the gift of teaching. Like, I, I just think this might be something that I might want to do with my life. What kind of advice would you give those folks? What would you What would you say to them? Well, I'd say that's awesome, you know, um, and press into it. I would, I guess, from my own experience, I tend to be a little hesitant to do new things, and you never feel ready. Like I'm never good enough to teach others. Um, so I would say, don't let that hold you back. You know, you got to start. Um, you got to start somewhere. Uh, so, you know, don't wait until you're perfect or or whatever. But, you know, just get started because, you know, the world needs your voice. That's good. Absolutely, I would suggest uh, if you are interested in teaching in a school you know, try substitute teaching or try um, working as an aide. Uh, we always need aides in the classroom and that's a good kind of dabble into, you know, working with students. 
um, and giving that a try. Um, I also think, you know, hearing those nudges is important. Like Brian said, you know, there is never a perfect time. Um, and following through with those nudges is, is important to make sure that you give it a try, that you're not, you know, oh, I'm not good enough. You know, I can't do this. Someone else can do this better than me. Um, especially like in children's ministry, I feel like, you know, a lot of people can have the gift of, you know, working with children and, and doing those kind of things. Um, because I know when I was thinking about teaching a small group or leading a small group, I was hesitant, but it was very clear to me. I had gone to like a women's event and Kathy was talking about what could we do? What is God trying to tell us? And I instantly heard, you know, start a small group. And I thought, okay, well, that's scary. I don't want to do that. I don't have time for that. Um, but it came together beautifully, and I really enjoy doing it. We've been doing it for quite a few few years now. So I would just say, if you feel that nudge, um, just definitely try out some things. It doesn't necessarily have to be go into a classroom, um, but there's different ways that you can teach. Yeah, well, what I'm hearing you saying is just take a step. Take a step. It doesn't have to be, you know, quit your job and go do this for a career. Mm-hmm. Take a step. Take a step in your kids. Start a group. Yeah. Get into a classroom. And, and we talked about it before, you know, soliciting feedback on, you know, what you're doing. You know, it could be that you misheard it and you're not really a good teacher. You're a distraction. You know, and so it's good to be open to that, but you're not going to know until you, you give it a shot, you know, and, and see where it goes. Great. So last question for you guys. Um, you know, Stephanie, you kind of talked a little bit about this already, but the last year and a half has been one of the most challenging times in my lifetime that I can think of with, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. And I don't, I cannot imagine that it's been harder in a classroom at any point um, in your career or, you know, Brian, from your experiences, you know, I talk to teachers all the time and they're just like, things are just hard right now. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what would be your best advice or your best encouragement to the teachers that are out there right now? So, so talk to the people right now that are specifically in a classroom. What would you, how would you encourage them? Well, if they're a person of faith, I would say make sure that you're always plugging into the Word. Um, I pray a lot. I try to start my morning with prayer and making sure that I'm talking to God about my day and just his presence over the day. Um, Even though I'm in a public school and we can't really talk about God or our faith or any of that stuff, I can still pray about it and I can incorporate God into my day. Um, So I think that is a a good way. Um, I don't know, Brian, what do you think? I mean, the value of teaching is just tremendous like even something like Gary Eck you know used to go to the vineyard and he taught me how to do a brake job on a car and that's something I have passed on to so many people um, like hey you want to save you know $800 let me show you how to do a brake job um, so that like the but I, more I guess for me it's in the spiritual context of like teaching at church like you're bringing people truth 
which leads them into freedom, out of bondage into freedom, which is so powerful. And, and Romans 10, 14, and 15 uh, kind of came to mind for me, and I, I wrote it down. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So to me, that's, that's the teachers, you know. That's how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. That is great. That is great. I don't think I can add anything to that. So I want to thank you, Brian. I want to thank you, Stephanie, for joining us. So there you go, Team Vineyard. That is your, uh, your podcast, your Team Vineyard podcast. Hope you enjoyed getting some insight on what is in the head of a teacher, and we will see you this weekend.